Hey everyone, Dave DeBow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. Today, zooming in from beautiful Kansas City, Kansas, or thereabouts, we've got Erin Helly. Erin, how are you doing today? I'm good, Dave. How are you? I'm doing great. So Erin's very, very interesting because she is a very avid real estate entrepreneur. She coaches people about real estate investing, and she has a background in the U.S. Army. So Aaron, first things first, what kind of real estate investing strategy do you focus on primarily? Because I know you've got, you know, 38 doors, portfolio of almost $3 million in total worth. What kind of properties do you focus on? Yeah, so I would say my sort of main line of effort, which is very much a military term, would be buy and hold. So my goals are to build a lucrative real estate portfolio because I am in I'm only doing this. I don't have a W-2 job. I do flips and wholesaling to, you know, earn that short-term money so I can buy my next buy and hold. And when you're buying and holding stuff, what are you primarily buying and holding? Single family homes, multifamily properties, both? What do you hold on to? Single family up to our biggest, I think, is a 12 unit right now, a 10 and a 12 unit. So I, I do invest in multifamily, nothing huge yet. But, you know, we're definitely always analyzing deals. Essentially, if it meets my criteria and it gives me the return I'm looking for, which for year one is usually a 10% cash on cash return on investment, then I'm going to make an offer. All right. Very good. So you do a combination of things. This has replaced your full-time gig as a professional soldier. How long have you been doing this for? Almost three years now. In May, it'll be three years of officially being a real estate investor. Well, congratulations. So three years doing this, did you jump in full time or were you were you doing something else and gradually got into real estate investing? How did, how did that come about? You know, I kind of joke that I came into this backward. Like most people say, invest in real estate so you can fire your boss. I was already out of the army when I first got started. And my motivation to buy my very first single family home, honestly, was to offset my husband's income because he is still in the army. And I figured I had a little bit of a hard time transitioning out and becoming a stay at home mom and doing it all at the same time. And so I thought, you know, maybe if I'm not going to be bringing in my own money, maybe at least I can help offset his through some of the tax benefits and, you know, different things that you can write off by investing in real estate, even in, even having one single door. And so that was my motivation the first time. And it took me probably two years to buy that first property, two years of just analysis paralysis, two years of being too afraid to do it. And then I did it and I, I was immediately hooked. Like the power of real estate investing played out in that one, that one door, that single family home. And since then I've just been trying to scale as much as possible. So, you know, started off very, very part-time. And now it's, I still wouldn't say it's a full-time job. I really only work a couple hours a week, but it's definitely more than a full-time income. And the nice part about real estate investing is that I can continue to scale it and make more money, but not necessarily take more time. Right. Because that's a nice, well, you do a combination of things, but the nice thing about the buy and hold side of things is, you know, once you get that property and once you get that up and running, stabilized chugging along, unless there's something major going on with a tenant or something like that, you really don't need to do much, right? You just, you get it rolling and then it, it spits off that 
beautiful passive income for you right now. On the other hand, if you're doing the flips and you're doing the wholesaling as well, that's definitely a lot more active, as you know, because you're getting into the deal, you're tying it up, you're getting it on your contract, you're finding somebody to buy the contract, or you're fixing it up and selling it. That's very, very, very active. So what, what percentage of your time and what percentage of your deals are kind of these wholesale flip deals versus buy and hold? I would say at this point, I've gotten pretty efficient at the buy and hold process. So that doesn't take a lot of my time, you know, just navigating the offer and doing your due diligence. Once that part is over and the, you know, the title company does their title work, you close and then you put the property manager in place, very hands off. I spend literally 30 minutes a week managing my portfolio. Every Thursday afternoon, I do my accounting. I touch base with everybody. I make sure that I've got all the reports that I need and I compile them. And that's essentially it. Right now we're refinancing our 10 units. So that's been a little bit time consuming, but otherwise it takes very little time, honestly. Very nice. So Aaron, forgive me because I'm not familiar with your market very much. I've never been to your beautiful city. I've never been to Kansas. What's the about the size of the market that you're working in? Or where do you primarily invest? Well, so actually we're new to Kansas. We've only we haven't even been here a month. My husband's still active duty. Military so just, family, right? You guys are moving around all the time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we just moved from California. I'm actually just now getting into the Kansas City market. We're making an offer right now on a single family flip opportunity. Potentially we'll burr it. We'll refinance it after we're done and then add it to our portfolio. So we're running the numbers on that now. My main market though is Clarksville, Tennessee, which we'll actually go to next. This will be our third time station there. So we're really familiar with that area. What I love about that area, it's just about an not even an hour north of Nashville. So it's seen a lot of growth, tons of diversity there in terms of industry and vacancy rates are really low. There's a lot of a lot of pretty decent tenants. And then taxes are just absolutely crazy low. So it's a great place to invest. And that's where the majority of our doors are. The market now versus what it was three years ago when we bought the first door, it couldn't be more different. There has been so much progress there. And that's what I teach my clients to do is look for that path of progress. And Clarksville, Tennessee is definitely, you know, meets that criteria and it continues to grow, which is astounding. So something I'm interested and curious about, Erin, is, because you guys are a military family and you've got that background, two questions. First of all, what skill set do you think the military provided you with that has benefited you as a real estate entrepreneur? That's my first question. And then the second question is, because you're probably you know, being transferred, you're being moved around so often every couple of years, literally, how has that benefited you in the way you look at, at real estate investing, you look at markets? So first thing is skill sets that you picked up in the military. And the second thing is around the moving. Yeah. So I think that the first, to answer your first question, the probably the two most important things I learned from the military are how to manage people and how to manage projects and tasks. So, you know, it's a people business, just like most other things that you do. So managing people, managing a team, building a team is the most important thing you can do in real estate, especially when you're flipping. But even when you're just doing a buy and hold strategy, you want to have the right people on your team, the right property manager, the right vendors and contractors and the right insurance agent, all that stuff. So managing those people 
I think is first and foremost, and the things that I learned in the army have allowed me to, you know, have a good baseline there. It's quite different because in the army, as you know, I was always the boss, I was the officer and I told people what to do and they said, yes, (laughs) ma'am. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really, I'm really good at that. I'm good at ordering people around. (laughs) (laughs) So is my wife. It was, you know, a little bit. (laughs) It's a good quality to have. I um, had to kind of adjust my expectations because, you know, in the army, you say jump and they say hi and they do it whether they like it or not. And it doesn't really work like that in the civilian world. So you, you know, instead of ordering, you ask and you motivate and you encourage. So that's huge. And then the other thing is just managing the tasks and managing, you know, the whole picture, whether that's introducing the team members or whether that's, you know, physically hiring out people to do certain tasks or doing them yourself, you know, being able to manage those and handle those. It's pretty similar to the people side of it as well. So. That answers the first part of your question. And then I don't even remember what the second question was. So because you're part of the military, you're probably moving every two years, which, you know, most people, two or three years, which most people find hard to grasp. I mean, I'm barely feeling at home someplace in in two years and, and you're in, you're out, you're bouncing all around. So you mentioned earlier, you've got a primary market that you guys like to focus on. Because you move around so much with the military, how has that affected how you do the business of real estate investing? Yeah, so surprisingly, it it hasn't affected it much at all. You know, whether you're managing a team down the street from you or across the country or across the world from you, the principles don't change and the system shouldn't change. You know, people always say to me, I want to be in the same area as my rental. I'm like, oh, okay, are you going to self-manage? And they say, no, I'm going to hire a property manager. So I said, why do you need to be there then? And they'll be like, oh, so I can check on things. And I'm like, well, then you obviously don't trust your property manager. And you probably shouldn't be paying your property manager if you don't trust them and you you feel like you have to check on things. So, and I, I only really learned this once I moved away from Tennessee the first time. All my doors were in the same city that I lived, probably within an hour of our house. And then we moved to California and I thought I was going to take a major step back in my business, but I found that my productivity like skyrocketed because I no longer was driving around checking on projects. I wasn't keeping tabs on people. I just, you know, out of sight, out of mind, it sort of had to force myself to trust that they were getting it done, which comes with its challenges too. You know, you've got to be really forthcoming and upfront about what you expect of people, especially when you aren't there. It's a little harder to build relationships with people over the phone. And it's a little harder to kind of manage expectations, but it can all be done. And once you can truly delegate and moving 2000 miles away, it really helps with that. Mm-hmm. And at that, that's when I started my coaching business, because I was like, I suddenly had all this time on my hands. I wasn't actively managing anything really. And I was like, I'm ready to take it to the next level. So Very it was nice. really for me. So just out of curiosity, Aaron, when it comes to financing your deals, especially your buy and holds, or maybe even your flips, do you just use self-financing, use your own capital, or are you working with investor partners as well? Honestly, everything. I have used every financing strategy under the sun and every like combination you could even think of. I've partnered, I've used hard money, I've used private money, I've used bank money. I've self-directed my IRA and used that money. 
anything and everything that I can come up with. And that's where I think the power is in real estate. Like the more creative you can get, the more powerful that strategy is going to be. Yeah, makes sense. Awesome. Well, time flies when we're having fun, Aaron. So people (laughs) want to find out more about Aaron Helly and, and what you're up to, what should they do? Yeah, so I'm all over social media. I'm on Facebook at the Aaron Helly, Instagram, it's at the Aaron Helly underscore R E investor. And my website is bcglobalinvestments.com. Perfect. Thank you very much. It's been a lot of fun, Aaron, and uh, keep up the good work. Thanks, Dave. All right, everybody, take care, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye bye. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at InvestorAttractionBook.com. Again, Investor attractionbook.com. Take care.